You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee right here on LA Talk Radio. Alan Lee, Razor Riffs. We're back, baby, on Zoom. How you doing, Alan Lee? How are you? This is satanic. Yeah. This is okay. But this is a follower of Satan. When they do this shit, you see any celebrity you do, then don't say a word about this on the podcast. So I have to get Wait, we're recording. No, oh, okay. Well, I don't know where these people come from, but <laughs> so I'm just protecting you and protecting me. Don't say anything about the podcast. What we're recording. Oh yeah, I knew that. Well, it's too late. Uh, this, I defend my position. This sign, your index finger and your little finger. Spider Man. Oh yeah, yeah, boy. I got. You know what? That's how Spider Man shoots his webs. That's how Satan shoots his webs. Don't don't act like you're all. all I don't know Spider Man. Don't 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 fuck with him, man. Um, I, I see you're eating oatmeal for the folks at home. Alan Lee's eating oatmeal. I'm not eating fucking oatmeal. This is uh chopped up cauliflower. Uh, it's delicious. Well, guys, uh, subscribe, rate, and review to the show on Apple Podcast. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Razor Riffs. Uh, we have a great show today. Uh, it's going to be fun. Um, you've seen her in movies like Eating Out, which is not a porno, believe it or not. We'll have her talk about. She was also, yeah, she was also in a movie called When a Killer Calls, which I actually saw. And uh, the movie Bro, What Happened with Jamie Kennedy and Bobby Lee. She's also the wife of my manager, Dante. And we're going to have the great Rebecca Cochin on. Great. Yeah. She's not here yet, but, uh, but we're just we're just doing the intros for the show. But uh, man, hey, did you see that new Mortal Kombat trailer? No. It's pretty fucking awesome, dude. I love Mortal Kombat. I love Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Not tech and tag. Ah, Mortal Kombat, man. That holy lord. You play the game? Yeah, I play the game. Which one was your favorite Mortal Kombat? Like, who was your favorite combat? Uh, um, believe it or not, the regular hero in there. Uh, Luke Kang? Yeah. That's right. Luke. Love him. Uh, He's on mobile. It's on your phone. You can get the app on, on your phone. Yeah. You're a big uh, playing mobile games on your phone type of guy. Too much. Yeah. I'm a complete addict. How come you don't play them on like a system like Xbox or PlayStation? I do, I do, I do. You just prefer the phone? No, you just have caught me playing on the phone because uh, I tell you one thing: that Call of Duty, I should not have, I should not have downloaded that. Dear God. Which one did you download? I I just I just loaded it onto my new iPhone, uh, the the mobile uh, Call of Duty. Dear God, that fucking thing. It's it, it's like it's like the regulars platform. Yeah. God, I think it's awesome. 
You ever play Call of Duty? Uh, I've played it. I'm not a big fan. My 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 dad got uh, like uh, he got a uh, PlayStation when I used to go visit him in the summer, and Call of Duty was like one of the games he played. And, uh, you know, it, it reminded me of Saving Private Ryan. You know, the scene where they go on the beach? Yeah. I couldn't get past that beach. So I was like, eh, let's just play Kingdom Hearts or something. I love Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. I love that game. It's a free roam with the Disney characters. Holy shit. Was yeah. That, that? I, that was my favorite game. I liked uh, Donald Duck and Goofy. Oh, like the voice of Goofy like we had on the show. Bill Farmer. Mm -hmm. he, you know who I wrote? I wrote to get Frank Walker on. He's He voices Scooby-Doo and all that. Oh. Mm. Holy shit. Yeah. Scooby-Doo. So, if we could get him, that'd be cool, man. You know? You could be like, hey, Scooby-Doo! No, what we need to do is we need to get every cartoon voice. You need to get every cartoon voice we can on the show. Who else voices cartoons that you know? Toy Story. All those guys. Oh, like Tom Hanks? Yeah, we get Hanks. We get. Uh, we just say, hey, t we we don't want to interview Tom Hanks the actor. We want to interview Tom Hanks the voice actor. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Holy Lord, we don't care about Castaway or Forrest Gump. But we just care know. about Toy Story. Fuck Forrest Gump. <laughs> I hear that goddamn life's a, a box of. You know what? Someone tried to fuck with me here. In the hood, you know how I get a little bit angry sometimes? Uh-huh. You know what I said to him? I said, life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get, motherfucker. <laughs> Rebecca just texted me for the Zoom link, so I, I'm uh, oh, shit. I'm resending it to her. I could have sworn I sent it to her. Yeah, yeah, sure, if you'd stop drinking. I don't drink. Maybe, maybe you'd be able to send the links to the people and have to cover for your ass wait what no, I, you know like the lottery I, I got that day for you the lottery yeah. ticket number it was kind of like a bottle with the lottery ticket in at the <laughs> at the 7-eleven I, I remember that no. I think Rebecca yeah. hey Rebecca it says Leah I know who is that Hey, Rebecca Coach, how are you? Oh, my hey, God. Good. How are you? Doing good. It, it threw me off because it said Leia. I was like, who's Leia? Leia? It said Leia? Yeah. On the screen, it says Leah, Leia. Yeah. Is that your alter ego? No. Oh, you know what? It got, it, it's a weird, confusing thing. I, oh, shoot. And I'm on my phone. I don't know how that happened. Oh, well. Does it matter? No, no. It's no, cool. No. Cool. Cousins and I meant to switch it, but I didn't. <laughs> okay, as long as I'm talking to the right Rebecca, that's all I care about. Don't well, worry. I hope so. <laughs> we'll find. We'll find out. <laughs> so, uh, Alan Lee, this is Rebecca. Rebecca, yeah. this is the one and only Alan Lee. Yeah. Well, uh, one and only. Is right. He met me at the contest there at um, the Italian place. Uh, which one am I blanking out here? You look familiar. I do remember meeting you. Yes, it's Sal's. Sal's. Yeah. I actually complimented you 
on uh, your taste in shoes. Oh, why, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I, you I appreciate it. Pumps that were like just amazing. They were art pieces. Oh, wow. Thank you. Yeah, I haven't worn anything besides like um, Crocs in 10 months. So that'll be weird someday to wear regular shoes again. <laughs> oh my God. Now, now, speaking of sows, right now you guys are doing the comedy contest on Zoom. What's yes. The, what's yeah. that like compared to doing it at a live venue? When we knew that we had to do it on Zoom this year, obviously, I was like, oh, it's so disappointing because normally people fly in from all over the country and it's really cool and you get to meet all these new people and it's really fun because that, like the energy in the room is really, really high. You know what I mean? But this has actually been just as fun because people can come in. People have been coming in internationally. We've had people from Africa, people from Thailand, like people literally from all over the world have been able to compete and also the audience votes, which is different than it would be as if, because normally when we do it live, we have a panel of judges, but online now the audience votes at the end of every show and it's people really seem to like that. So it's yeah. been great. And the final or the semi starts tonight at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So semis are tonight and tomorrow at 6 p.m. And then finals are next week and you can go to eventbrite.com and get tickets. Shameless plug. I apologize. I'm sorry. Oh, I should have said that. Shameless plug to work. Yes. No, no, we we gotta we gotta plug that stuff. Right. So, you have now. I know that you're married to Dante, but how come how come your last name's not Rebecca Rizzalalalia? Well, I decided I didn't want to take his last name because, to me personally, that feels like an outdated practice to each their own. Right. Um, and also, I already have a complicated last name that no one ever can pronounce or spell correctly. And I figure, why switch it for another last name that no one can spell or pronounce correctly? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that would be just super stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just figured, nah, that's it. I'm keeping my last name. Yeah. For the folks at home, I was making a joke. That's not how you say Dante's last name. I don't even know how to say it. I just uh, it's Russell. It's Russellelli. I know it's really long and complicated, but it's Dante Russellelli. Yeah. Yeah. So, when did you guys meet? Because you've been doing this contest for thirteen years. Has it been thirteen years? Well, I've been with him for thirteen years. Dante started this. This contest has actually been going on for seventeen years. Believe it or not. Holy um, Lord. I know this is the 17th year and I've been doing it with him for 13 years because that's when I met him. So yeah, yeah so he and I have been together for 13 years. We've been married for two and a half years and uh, yeah, here we are. Yeah, I got invited to the wedding, but I had to cancel because I had a feeling COVID was going to come around. Uh, right. And and you were right. <laughs> <laughs> like. It's funny how, like, out of everyone who knew about this, Bill Gates was the one who knew it all. You know what I mean? Did he? Yeah. Did he? I was just like, Did he really? Yeah, but that's what he claims. But it's like, how that's how come Bill Gates knows all this stuff? You're doing that conspiracy thing again. <laughs> Are you a big conspiracy believer, Rebecca? No, I am definitely not. Yeah. Um, but that's but if you are, you know. Yeah. Good for you. Whatever. Tell me, I have, I haven't, I have heard loosely of this Bill Gates knowing everything though, but I don't know too much about it. 
Well, all I know about Bill Gates is he made windows and all, you know, that's how he got famous or whatever. And now uh, he's saying that he uh, called the coronavirus was going to happen and no one believed him and then it happened. So now everyone believes him, which is very ironic. Did he even say coronavirus? Did he just say like a global pandemic is going to hit and blah, blah, blah? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I wasn't really paying attention because I was... uh, I was too busy trying to win this contest. <laughs> oh, what a, I, love, I love those segues. <laughs> so, Rebecca, where did you start your entertainment uh, journey from? Like, because uh, I know you were you were um, you were born or you lived in Vegas for a while, right? I raised in Vegas, and I lived there until I was seventeen. So I started acting when I was like nine. I've been acting for a long time, and I actually started doing dinner theater on the Las Vegas Strip illegally when I was 13. So I have been working in the entertainment industry for a long time, for literally my entire life. (laughs) Wait, what do you mean illegally? Like, like explain that. You're not supposed to. Well, I mean, like, it's illegal for a 13-year-old to work on the Las Vegas Strip, but this woman that was hiring me was like, oh, if anyone asks, you know, just say you're 21. Um, it was dinner theater. It wasn't like I was stripping or anything, you know what right. I mean? But, uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was still not legal, but I did it. And yeah, there you wow. go. I was able to make some money as a child. <laughs> now, did did your family know about this, that you were doing this? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> so how is that illegal if they're giving you permission? Um, I still think it's illegal for 13 year olds to be working on the Las Vegas Strip in any capacity. You know oh. what I mean? <laughs> oh no! I I just know I I, I went for a commercial when I was eight, and uh, my my mom was like, "You better get this job." I was like, "Hey, isn't it illegal for me to work when I'm eight? I don't. Know. Wow! I didn't I didn't know you were forced into show business as a child. Yeah, You're nearly forced into show business. Yeah, but yeah, apparently that's illegal. I didn't know that. <laughs> no, it's like if uh, it's I don't know. It's different here. There's like a you know the Coogan count stuff where your parent is like if they're the ones getting into the business, they can only keep ten percent of your money. You know that's that whole thing now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't make any money to get ten percent, so I think that's why my family like abandoned me in the show business. <laughs> What was the commercial for when you were eight years old? Do you remember? It was for Wonder Bread. Wow. How could you oh. not book a Wonder Bread commercial? Come I know. On. I mean, I, I literally look like a loaf of <laughs> Wonder Bread. You're the perfect, you're the perfect type. <laughs> I can see you with a lunch pail. Yeah. Uh, and uh, another one that I went on was, uh, it was like peanut butter and strawberry all like jelly into the jar i don't know what is that yeah. called i know i forget what that that was like a phase i remember that phase when it was yeah. like all together like we need that you know what i mean and i remember like when i went to an audition for this is why i'm terrible at auditions because they said you put the spoon in it and you take a bite like you enjoy it i'm like okay so i did it and i put it in my mouth and i thought this was the grossest thing i've ever tried well <laughs> It always looked gross to me. Yeah. So you started at 13, and then you started doing acting. What made you move to L.A.? Like, what was that? Well, 
I had always wanted to do acting and film and TV. Film and TV had always been, you know, my life since I was a little kid. And so when I was 17, I moved out here. I graduated high school a year early and I, um, my mom moved out here with me and helped me sign for an apartment. And then I just was here and started working. So, and I was really grateful that I booked a movie role, like within the first or first couple of years called the eating out. It was called eating out, which led to a series. It's a gay, got gay comedy films for guy for gay men and they were really successful. So I was really grateful that I booked that when I first moved out here. And they're not porno films. Like they are, but they're not. If you are a straight man going to watch them to get turned on, you will definitely get the opposite of what you went there for. (laughs) 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 They are uh, they are comedies for um for everybody but they were made primarily for gay men yeah and uh so when did you start your stand-up comedy adventures was this when you were doing those eating out films no comedy was something i always wanted to do like my little brother and i always watched comedy at like premium blend on comedy central from the time we were little kids and everything do you remember premium blend or maybe that was maybe your your little brother i love your little brother he he has asperger's yeah, yeah, yeah. He's super cool. Um, so uh, I always wanted to do it, but I just didn't know how. Um, and I went to the comedy store one time alone, which was like super creepy. This was like before com- the comedy store got good again. I don't know if you were here when it was still just like creep town, like super, super gross and creepy before it kind of like now. we're Well, now nothing's going on. But I mean, like right. there was sort of like a renaissance happening before COVID, you know, made everything shut down again. But so I went to the comedy store one time and it was terrifying. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to do this. Um, and then through someone, I wanted to take a comedy class and um, someone told, recommended Dante. And here we are 13 years later. <laughs> wow. So I got to take a comedy class to meet my soulmate, huh? Yes. <laughs> yes. It is one way to do it. Yes, uh-huh. definitely. Yeah. So you've been, you also tour with Dante too, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, so, we were, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Before this all happened. Right. <laughs> so, so like, how is like, because you're also act like, which one do you prefer to do acting or comedy? Oh, man. Oh, that's a good question. I always acted from the time I was a little kid, but I, I don't know. They're both, they're both different and I love doing it. I I like that comedy is just me and it's something that I write and perform as myself to a live audience. I think there's nothing else like that. You know what I mean? Like acting in film can't compare to that in my opinion, but I also love acting and it's something I plan on doing forever so you know I plan on doing both but yeah I don't know I don't know if I like one more than the other but I do feel that like that live audience is a really special thing that I really miss having which I haven't had in like a year now you know yeah I did one of your your guys's zoom shows and that was my only zoom show I've ever done and it was fun yeah it was fun but I was just like at the same time I'm thinking, oh, I really hope comedy comes back because I don't know if I can make a career doing Zoom shows, you know? It's it's weird. I mean, I've been doing it nonstop since October now because we've had this and I also um, produce the Portland Comedy Festival with my producing partner, Brittany. Uh, so I'm like, it's old hat for me now, but it, it does take getting used to because there is sometimes the whole audience mutes themselves so you don't hear any laughter. Sometimes there's delayed, you know, a delayed response. It's a 
you know, and obviously you're doing it from your kitchen or wherever, you know, yeah. so there's that. And then like, that's always just like, that's just always like hard. Cause like, what if you put on like a background that you don't know is your background, you know what I mean? And you're like, Holy Lord, the whole time I've been like inside of a bad background, you know? Yeah. It's happened for sure. <laughs> <laughs> So when you uh, when you do comedy, uh, you host all these. Uh, at least everyone I've ever been to, you've hosted these these shows. What's that like? Like, do you do you like in hosting better instead of headlining? No, well, I mean I have headlines, but I mean I I consider myself. I mean I I have headlines like C level rooms. I wouldn't consider myself to be an A room headliner. I aspire to be someday, but um, and that's just me being you know totally honest. Um, do I, I don't know if anyone loves to host. I don't know. Maybe some people do love to host. Hosting is a tough job and it's a thankless job because you're getting up to a cold crowd. Um, they're not warmed up yet. You know what I mean? Like they're not in the habit of laughing. And so it takes them a few minutes. Like you have to take a lot of quote unquote bullets for the team when you host a comedy show. Um, but I, I have heard people say that they do love it, but yeah, I always like to do it because it's great experience. Like you're going to, always get stronger if you're consistently hosting because it's the hardest spot on the show. It just is. Yeah. Uh, Fraser Smith is probably one of the best hosts in the world. Do you know Fraser? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He's like, for sure, one of the probably top 10 best hosts on planet Earth, for sure. Yeah. So, like, uh, I asked him if he wanted to headline once. He's like, no, nah, I just want to host. I was like, all right. So he hosts and he does, like, 30 minutes hosting. Like, just right off the, I was like, he's so incredible. Like, that's how strong he is, you know? So. Incredible to do, like, 30 minutes just hosting right out of the gate. That's amazing. Yeah. And uh, I think you actually are an A-list headliner, you know? I just, oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. I appreciate that. I just think COVID is, is not in your favor. No, it's not. A, well, it hasn't been in anyone's favor. You know what I mean? I, I know, you know, we know comics that are out there and they're, you know, on the road, but I'm like, I'm not going to risk my life. Not yet. I'm not risking my life to tell dick jokes to strangers. That's not where I am yet. You know what I mean? Well, it doesn't, it doesn't make, it doesn't make sense for 30% capacity when it's like, right. okay, so that's probably 30% of the money that you would make originally, right? Right, right. Exactly, exactly, exactly. It's, uh, yeah, it's just not something I have, you know, I I'll do it when it's safe and hopefully that'll be soon. I really hope that's going to be soon because I miss performing in front of people <laughs> and as I'm sure you do as well. Yeah, yeah. So, and then your, your dad lives with you guys now. So that, how cool is that? <laughs> My, my father lives with us he has alzheimer's it really really sucks my dad and i are his full-time caregivers um my i said what did i say oh i said my my dad and i my husband and i take care of my dad who's well dante is right over here now he came in to say hi my oh, husband hi, and dante. i are his, well, <laughs> he says hi i'm in the studio um <laughs> So yeah, we take care of him. It's rough for sure. He still knows who we are and he knows who he is and he's not in diapers. So I'm really grateful for that, but it is scary and it's a horrible disease. My heart breaks for anyone that's also going through this. Really, it's really rough. Yeah, I'm, uh, I think that's the least thing I'm looking forward to when I'm getting older is the Alzheimer's because like, 
It's like, man, what if I just forget about interviewing everybody like Rebecca and Dante? And, uh, and right. I, You're right. No, me too. Trust me. I worry about it as well. Cause it's, uh -huh. yeah, it's just everything. Your whole life is just gone. I mean, like, for example, my father, like he came into the room a couple nights ago and was holding a picture of a man. And he told me that it was my mother <laughs> and you just have to, I know, I know. And the right response as a caregiver is you're never supposed to contradict them. You're always supposed to just agree and move on like an improv, right? Like that's yeah. what it's like with Alzheimer's. And so I was just like, oh, yeah, there's my mom. She is a man with a mustache. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, but it's, uh, it's a constant roller coaster all the time. It's a crazy, crazy disease. And more and more people are getting it. I forget what the number is, but I mean, like, it's, it's going to become a crisis in the country, the amount of people, because we're not, our, our healthcare infrastructure isn't set up for the amount of people that are going to need the help for this specific issue. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, uh, like, uh, I, I first heard about, cause like Ronald Reagan got it and, uh, it was so sad because like, he didn't even remember being president when like, I remember watching something and they said, you know, they weren't a big fan of his policies or whatever, but they asked right. him a president question and he's like, I don't even remember being in the office. Right. It's so yeah. fucked up. Yeah, yeah. It's really, really fucked up. How awful. Yeah, that's a bummer if you make it to be president of the United States and then you don't remember that you're president of the United States. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know, but... And then you also have a lot of animals in your backyard that I see you guys post and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm not... Yes, we have two rescue dogs that are perfect angels from heaven. I highly recommend everyone rescue. And we also have... My husband is very into... Um, turtles we have lots of turtles in our yards and we they're rescued yes, we have a rescue um and there's lizards and stuff so people that can't take care of their you know a lot of people have had to move um and haven't been able to take their turtles with them and so we have inherited many turtles since COVID started but they're really nice and they all have their own little individual personalities i'm serious they do yeah. so it's so like are did you did you guys name them after the ninja turtles or like <laughs> that's exactly what my brother said <laughs> he's oh. like are you gonna name it after the ninja turtle um we considered it but we figured that that might be too generic so we passed on on that idea yeah i always thought dante would always be like an another ninja turtle like if there was five you know because there's michelangelo <laughs> there is leonardo donatello yeah. yeah so i think dante got screwed with donatello because you know there's already a d and then they they settled for Casey Jones. Huh. <laughs> Casey Jones. <laughs> but yes, Dante would be another Ninja Turtle for sure. Ah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so right, you also you're also a writer. So you 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 wrote for uh, Fashion Police. Yes, for Joan Rivers on Fashion Police. So what was that like? Like, was that intimidating or? Well, I, I only met her um, in person twice, um, and the second day was really cool. It was Dante and I, he was he was doing warm-up for the show, for the live audience, and um, I got to go, and we got to spend, like, the whole afternoon with her, and she got to rehearse, like, jokes that I had written for her in front of me, and she let me hold her notebook, and so, like, it was, yeah, honestly, like, it was the most validating, magical day, one of the most magical days of my whole life, because, like, what's more validating than one of your heroes 
like hearing your heroes say a joke that you wrote, you know what I mean? And then using it on their TV show. So I, I wish, I mean, my husband got to spend a lot more time with her. Like he's, he saw her weekly for like over a year. You know what I mean? Um, I came in at the end of all that before the writers went on strike, but I'm really happy that I got to write a lot. I mean, she told a lot of my jokes on TV and I'm really grateful that I got to spend like that one afternoon with her. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I mean, I've, I've, she's one comic I always wish I saw live. You know, and I always regretted never going when she would be playing or whatever. Yeah, no, I, um, you know, I never saw her do comedy live, but I did get to watch a live taping of her show and she was such a pro, you know, even she, she's just one of the greatest of all time, really. Being, being able to say that she told some of my jokes is one of the greatest things of my life and always will be. Now, who would you say that like influences your acting compared to influences your comedy? Like, because they're two different arts, you know? Influences my acting. Um, I've never really thought about it too much um, because I've been doing it since I was a little kid. You know what I mean? Um, So, oh, my husband is showing me some new microphone equipment. (laughs) Too late if you were to start the interview. (laughs) Oh, it's fine. Earpiece. (laughs) Oh well, uh, next time. Next time I do the show, we'll have I'll have much better equipment. Well, next um, time we're doing it in a studio, cause uh, right, yeah. Next time I'll be in person with you. Yeah, studios are way funner because if it's awkward or whatever, I usually have a snake cup and like Craig Ferguson, and I say, "Hey, I stole this from Craig Ferguson." <laughs> That's funny. You're a funny, funny man. Yeah, yeah, because he had a snake cut. All right, moving yeah. on. But so no one inf- influences you as an actress. What about as a comic? As a comic, um, definitely Joan Rivers, Sarah Silverman, Wendy Liebman, uh, Felicia Michaels. Uh, uh, I love Amy Schumer. There's a lot of women that uh, inspire me. Yeah. Or a lot Amy's- of comics. Yeah, yeah. Amy Schumer, like everyone, everyone is intimidated by her. Like when you're on shows and stuff, I would have to say not to pat myself on the back, but I'm not like she did a, the Comedy Central roast of uh, Charlie Sheen mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and she shows up and uh, the improv said, oh, Keith, we can't let you on because it was like a uh, happy hour mic or whatever. And Amy Schumer wanted to do a set. I was like, oh, I'll just go after her. And they're like, well, everyone will want to leave. I was like, no, I'll do it. So she went, and uh, I went on right after, and everyone stayed for me. And I was just like, hey, it's not, she's not that intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, no, that is brave. And just, well, just because they want to follow a celebrity, too. It's always hard to follow a celebrity. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, whatever. Well, see, I, I look at it as just following another comic and, like, um, well, that's how you, exactly. That's how you should look at it, but it's it's tough. Yeah, who's the toughest comic you've ever had to follow? Oh my god. Okay, I'll tell you. I know exactly who it is. <laughs> this is so fucked up. So I had to follow. Um, okay, let me think. So I had to follow at the a San Luis Obispo Comedy Festival. It was the Dirty Show, and I was headlining, and they had me follow 
Darren Carter, who's a really strong headliner. Um, and not that, and, which I was fine with that, but Darren Carter is like a very, first of all, he's effing hilarious, but he's right. like super loud and he can make all these sound effects. And he has a flashlight. He's really active. And like, I'm not like that at all. You know what I mean? Like if I were the one producing the show, I would have put me and then him. <laughs> yeah. But that's not, and I knew, like, I knew as, like, he was closing out his set, I was like, man, this is not going to be, because it was also a super rowdy crowd. And I knew that, like, they weren't going to be down to go from, like, here, then to an energy level that was, like, you know, more, like, back down here. And I bombed my patootie off really hard in front of, like, a large group of college kids in San Luis Obispo. <laughs> wow. Just bombed my just bombed my pants off really hard but I knew going I was okay with it though I was accepted I was like the stuff that I'm about to do is going to be terrible but I'm going to go up there and I'm going to give it 100% because that's what you're supposed to do but it was terrible for sure do you ever think maybe you didn't bomb and you just start telling yourself that because like maybe you just killed and you felt so intimidated you thought because I'm like that too like I'll, I'll have a bad set I'll be like I bombed and then Alan Lee will be like oh no you did better than me who I I know I bet I know comics were always you're hilarious. <laughs> um, by the way, what does your shirt say? Mine. I'm on a boat. It's on yeah. It's da It's a Donald Duck. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I love it. That's yeah. our next guest. Yeah. It is true. Oh wow. I would love to get Donald we Duck. Voice, we had the voice of Goofy. No seriously. Them. he's name bragging again forgive him well, you brought up donald, you're you're the one who brought up donald duck <laughs> okay so back to rebecca's story <laughs> um wait what were we you were asking me um uh, i was saying me? what do you like do you think maybe it's just subconsciously that you feel that you bombed maybe but I, maybe i mean we're all our brains are crazy but i think i i realized that i did not have a great set maybe it wasn't as full on as a bomb as i thought that it was but uh, i don't think it was a good set but we do as we do as comics though always tell ourselves like if we don't kill i think as comics we're always like that was a bad set i had a bad set you know what i mean even though it was probably just a fine set do you ever get like irritated when like uh not not irritates probably the worst word, but do you ever get intimidated when like say they say like oh managers and talent agents are going to the show today like right before you go on and you're like holy thanks for fucking telling me. And before I was on this side of everything as well, when I was um, just talent, you know, now that I own Golden Artists and we're on this side of it, also I don't think it would influence me as much now as before. Like it's. I'm able to see things sort of in a different perspective now. But yeah. yes, before um, I started Golden Artist, yes, that's the worst. When you're about to go on stage and they're like, great news, CAA is here. And you're like, well, fuck. Like, now I'm really <laughs> fucking nervous. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. What, what's advice for other comics in that shoes? Like when you were in Dante go to a show, like what would you give them? Um, if we're there like scouting for talent, you mean? Yeah. Uh, then to always here's Dante always gives this piece of advice because it is always true no matter what and it's to have fun like if you're having fun you're not going to have a bad set no matter what you're doing like no matter what art form you're doing if you're having fun you're going to be doing the best job possible and 
as comics though, that's so much easier said than done because when you're up there, you want to have your best set and you want the audience to get the jokes the way they're meant to be received. And, you know, it's, it's so hard to just relax and have fun, but that is the best advice to anyone for sure. It's just have fun and forget that there's industry there or whatever, just go up and cause if you're having fun, you'll have a good set. Yeah. I, uh, I agree. I just can't, cause I saw this movie called punchline with Tom Hanks and they told him that uh, industry was there. And he's like, oh, I got this. I, I'm like a professional comic, you know? And then they're like, hey, Tom Hanks. And he's like, what? He's like, your family's here too. And he like freaked out on stage. You know what I mean? Like. Oh, yeah. No. When I cannot, like, I have always bombed in front of my mother. I cannot perform in front of my mom. <laughs> yeah. I was like, holy Lord. It's actually easy performing in front of your parents if uh, you don't tell them that's you. You just deny it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> You're like, oh, no, that, that was another guy named Keith Rezo who looks like your son. I don't – I was at work, <laughs> which is true. I don't know. So, Rebecca, what are, what are your plans like right now? Are you writing a script or are you, like, writing for a special or what, what's the deal? So right now we are producing comedy specials, which um, has been challenging because of the current climate that we're in right now. Uh, We're potentially going to film in Las Vegas, depending on how their laws go. Um, So that's exciting. Uh, You know, we were going to shoot here originally, but we'll we'll see how the whole thing pans out. So that's what I'm working on right now. Obviously, there's the U.S. Comedy Contest, which has been keeping us super busy for the past several months. Um, and yeah, other than that, just building Golden Artists Entertainment. We have other festivals that we're, we're hoping to be able to do the Portland Festival live. Um, you know, we did it on Zoom last year, but we're hoping this year too. Yeah. And Portland. you also have a new, new, uh, Instagram show called The Golden Hour. Yes, we do. Where we go live every Wednesday from my Instagram page. Um, and we had great people on there. Yesterday we had WWE superstar Paul London, which is really cool. People were really excited about him being on the show and Joey Medina. And the first week we had on Vicky Vox, who's a really big, um, she's a really big celebrity in the drag queen community. So that was really exciting. And next week we have Taryn Manning, who's been in a million huge movies. She was one of the stars, stars of Orange is the New Black. So yeah, it's 6 p.m. on Wednesday, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time every Wednesday on my Instagram page. So now, check it out. Yeah, definitely. Now, how, how, how is it like like for that? Like, do you, do you find that easier hosting those shows or do you think it's like a little challenging? I, I love doing stuff like that because when you're doing, you know, when you're doing comedy, it's, it's different because you are still performing in a way, but when you're, when you're interviewing people, it's nice because you can, I feel like you can relax more and just be more of yourself. You yeah. know what I mean? Especially if it's on your Instagram page, I should probably try that. I like it. And you know, it's really like, um, yesterday, Paul London started calling out these people. Like I, I've been in a lot of bad horror movies, right. And he was saying how, he's auditioned for the same company and they've never cast him. And he started like calling out people by name from the asylum that like haven't casted them. And I was like, Ooh, well, we're live. There's nothing you can do. You know what I mean? But um, it is sort of, it's a fun element. It is. I've been enjoying it. Now, when you say you've been in a lot of bad horror movies, do you think that that's just because like 
the genre because I take screenwriting and I don't know a lot about the business since I'm probably one of your guys' worst clients. <laughs> but I You're do ridiculous. know. ridiculous. Don't say that. It's not true. Gosh. But I do know that horror films are the cheapest to make and they're the easiest to sell. Yes. Yes. Um, for whatever reason, the horror genre never gets old internationally. Internationally, there's always a huge market for horror. Um, like the genre changes a little bit. Like sometimes vampires are in, sometimes zombies are in, you know. Uh, but yes, horror is always, always, always huge. Um, but yeah, so you can make them for very low money. I mean, there's different levels of low budget too. I realized they get far more low budget than the ones I'm in. But I was in like true B horror movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, but they're they get seen by millions of people. Like I have a huge fan base of horror fans, which is great. I'm really grateful for it's a very, it's a, a cool, loyal fan base. Very cool. Have you ever tried doing that, uh, that, uh, TV show, like, uh, screams for Queens or whatever, where like, you know what I'm talking about? I do. You know, it's so funny. No, I haven't done it, but one of my friends who I worked with in Hooters, a million years ago, um, was on it, and she won. Her name's Tanidra Howard. She's an actress. She's she's great. Oh, yeah. Lord. Yeah. All right. And then the last question I have for you is, what was it like uh, hosting the ATN Awards? The AVN Awards? Yeah. Is, it, is that not what I said? No, I think you, I don't know. Maybe you said AV. I heard AT, but oh, I also... I meant AV. I meant AV. There's also, um, it's Hollywood, and there's people yelling outside um yeah it was <laughs> i might have i don't know i gotta rewind but let's just assume i said the right one um so it was it was quite an experience as you can imagine yeah. um it was really i mean here's the thing it was just like any other huge award show like the guy that directed it directs like the emmys and the nickelodeon kids choice awards and it's just like any other big award show it just happens to be porn you know what i mean um so i didn't really have you know i was there there were a lot of interviews they had me do leading up to the avian awards and i um developed a relationship with like my two co-stars you know what i mean that are both uh porn actresses um actually I don't even know if one of them still does it that's the other crazy thing about porn is the turnover is so fast like the girls that I met that year it's like who knows where they are what they're doing you know what I mean yeah. um but yeah it was it was interesting and it really is just such a business and those girls that are there are making a lot of money I mean like they I saw girls there signing you know, how they had booths at the convention and long lines and they're charging lots of money for these autographs. So I was like, good for them, you know what I mean? Make it, that it's money. A, it's also, like, kind of cool how, like, in a, a show like that, because usually they bring comics to host it, you know? Because I know Kate Quigley did it one year, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, they always have, like, a comic host and then they have two porn people that are, like, there also, you know what I mean, that are, like, hosts with, with you. But yeah, I was the I was the first time that they didn't cast like a huge A list comic. Like before me, it was always like Robert Schimmel or Lisa Lampanelli or David Tell. Like I was the first time there was never like a super well known comic that had done it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was um, I was 
really honored that they picked me. Oh, and that, that's a good story too. The guy who is now one of the heads of Showtime, Chris Beaver, he cast me to do this and he saw me at a show at the comedy store that I for sure bombed, like I bombed, bombed on that show. Um, and that's how I got the AVN Awards. So that's what I'm saying. Like sometimes bombing is a blessing in disguise. Let me tell you, yes, I bombed. And I remember I had like such a bad set at the comedy store. I was like, fuck this. Like I just wanted to get out of there. And this guy like came after me. He's like, I just want you to know that I thought you had a really, really great set. And I was like, whatever. Like I just thought it was some guy, you know, like coming on to me. And then seven months later, I get a call from my agent. This guy was like, yeah, he said he saw you at this show at the comedy store like seven months ago. And he, you know, told you in the parking lot that you, I was like this show that I bombed on. Like that's crazy, but yeah. Sure wow. enough, it was the show that I bombed on. So yeah, you you really, you really never know in Hollywood, I guess is the moral of that story. So I guess what we're saying is uh, you should always bomb on the eight o'clock shows in case there's people there and then destroy <laughs> yeah. on the 10 o'clock shows in case there's people there. Because you never know, you know what I mean? You never know someone's cup of tea. Exactly. Sometimes people want to hire someone that bombs. So there you go. Yeah. Like, that's why I get hired because I bomb so much. I was like, <laughs> huh. I'm like, I'm the best at bombing. Let me go first. Just ask Amy Schumer. <laughs> uh, it's because I don't understand all the hate that Amy Schumer gets, too. Like, I think she's talented and I enjoy her. And I think she seems like a nice person. I wish she wasn't trolled so hard on the interwebs. You know what I mean? Well, I'm not trying to troll her. I'm, I'm just, I actually. No, not at all. That was, yeah. that was, I didn't think you were at all. Yeah, she's actually, she was very nice to me. I, what I was just saying is I'm not afraid of her. Like, I, in a, I was trying to say that in a nice romantic way and not in a douchebag way. But. That at all. And I don't think anyone else did either. Yeah. And if they did, they took it the wrong way. Uh, well, Alan Lee, before we go, you got any last second questions for Rebecca? Uh, well, I tell you, I, I, I like what she said um, about, because I am a B-picture guy. I love B-pictures. I love film noir. I love the picture horror, and uh, you know the zombie thing that's out. Uh, uh, you know the, the zombie apocalypse. I love that. Uh, mm -hmm. and so I, I, applaud, I applaud. In fact, I'd love to be in a B picture uh, uh, monster film. I'd love to get one. So good for her. I like that. So what's yeah, the well, question? there's lots of movies. Well, the question. The question is, um, uh, it's not really a question. It's. It's. I'm just uh. her her opinion on that that I agree with that opinion. I mean, I could ask her, God, what was it like to be on a horror show like Golly? But I, I don't want to do that question. <laughs> fucking mind. <laughs> Dear God, do you see what I, you don't realize, they say, why now are these so fucking quiet? I got these venues, you know. Well, folks, this is one example. No, I love this. I love this little fool here. <laughs> I swear to God, if anyone kidnaps you and puts you in, in, in diapers, you will be just queer bait for, for, the, for God. Uh -huh. Wow, that's, that was an amazing statement. I want to see that in quotes. <laughs> <laughs> he, mean, no. he means it out of love, trust it's me. True. It's all in jest. It's all in jest. <laughs> I thought. See, I'm getting a laugh out of her. I'm so yeah. glad because I know. I know when I when I went over to, to uh, the contest, they just said, "What the fuck is with this guy?" And I, 
you know, I was depressed. I wasn't in the contest. I'm not doing anything. So there you go. I didn't mean to sob, sob like this. On the, it's the end of the, the interview. I didn't want to. See, I, I was doing okay with the B picture thing, and that was it. Now he got me going to personal shit. Fuck. So, I I thought you were gonna ask. I thought you were gonna ask now, Rebecca. If you ever need need a, someone in your movies to you know die before you, you you hire me. You know, like that would have been a good question. You don't see me grovel, right? That's why I don't say a fucking thing sometimes. <laughs> I'm sorry you had to hear this. I'm sorry you had to hear this. Uh, I. No, no problem. No problem. <laughs> it's be, all in jest. I'll be just fine. I also love that Keith is drinking a Diet Pepsi since, like, he's always talking about drinking Diet Pepsi, and now I get no, to like actually. Brand. I'm surprised. Oh my that. god, I'm I, so I, addicted to Diet Pepsi. It's yeah. like they I know say, you, you talk about it all the time. How are they not sponsoring you? They should. I mean, God, what do they want? I know they. They probably want me to lose a couple pounds before they sponsor me. They're like, hey, we don't want him to drink this. They're giving America a bad – no, we're trying to sell Diet Pepsi, not fucking – I'm like, hey. But, no, like they say the human body is made out of like 80% water and 10% blood and uh, – 5% diet. And, and 5% bone and 5% heart. My body's made out of 80% diet Pepsi. Well, you should drink some water. Your body, your liver wants you to and your kidneys. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You tell them that all the time. <laughs> well, Rebecca, where can the folks at home follow you? Please follow me. I'm on everything. I'm just at my name, which is at Rebecca Cochin. It's R-E-B-E-K-A-H-K-O-C-H-A-N. I'm on that, you know, same for Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all of the stuff. So please follow and be sure to yeah. tune into, again, the U.S. Comedy Contest. We have a semi start tonight at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Go to eventbrite.com for tickets. Woohoo! Yes. All right. Fantastic. It's a fantastic show. And uh, they, they should follow you on Instagram, too, to check out the Golden Hour, right? Yes, every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, we'll be going live with new guests. And again, next week, it's Taryn Manning, who she's huge. She's been in a million A-list things. If you don't tune in, you're crazy. Yeah, and then, and then, like, not to spoil, but in six weeks, it'll be Keith Reza. And he's the best at bombing. And uh, <laughs> he's sponsored by Diet Bombing Pepsi. I don't know. Diet Pepsi, really. They really should. I mean, the amount of advertising you're getting giving Diet Pepsi. I know. I was going to mention the Ramones, but then I make, I don't know. You like the Ramones? Are you kidding me? Of course. <laughs> of course. I only like them because John Cusack likes them. Oh, I love the, the Ramones are the bomb. Well, so is Cusack, so I guess that goes yeah. together. I, I have a, I have a, like, before we go, I, this is going to sound weird, but I have a strange obsession with John Cusack. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Just wanted to. <laughs> let you know. Oh, uh, I know. Believe yeah. you me. <laughs> all right, Rebecca. Well, thank you so much for doing it and uh, enjoy the show on the U.S. comedy contest. And, and who, who do you, who do you think is going to be the winner this year? Like what's your money on? 
I have no idea. There have been so many good people from all over the world. I have no idea. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to name names. And also, you know, I would love to see a female take the crown in the headliners division because that's only happened one time before, but I don't want to jinx anything. So I'm not even going to put anyone's name out there, but, but so, personally, I'm hoping for a female victory in the headliners this year. So Alan I Lee, you, you don't have a good shot. She's, she's yeah, yeah, it's not your year. <laughs> I hate to vote actually. I don't vote. So it doesn't matter what I think. Don't get me well, thanks, Rebecca. Have a good night, and we'll talk soon. Great talking Thank to you. Thank you so much. Great talking to both of you. Thank you well, for having me on the podcast. Of course. It was fun. Thank you. I will see you soon, hopefully in person. Yeah, for show. sure. Have a great We'll get show. Diet Pepsi. Yeah. All right, guys. That was, uh, that was the show. Yeah, that was a good show, wasn't it? That was awesome. Rebecca Cochern, guys. All right, Alan Lee, I, uh, I'm i going to give you a call, but I have to get ready for work. I'll call you on my way to work. You look fantastic. Have a good night, my friend. You were fantastic as always. And It was I fun really, rifting with you today, man. I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed uh, Rebecca, and uh, I actually got to talk to her a little bit more than normal when I've gone to the contests, and uh, she's a really nice lady. I like her. But uh, it was fun rifting with you today because I know, like, you know, it's been a tough year for everyone, you know, but, like, it yeah. was nice rifting, you know what I mean? It was nice sure. shooting the shit with my good friend, Alan Lee. As always. All right, Alan. Subscribe, rate, and review to the show. Apple Podcast. Like. Call like, us. Like, Raise the riffs. Like, like. All right. Let's, I'll talk to you later, Alan Lee. Later. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee, right here on LA Talk Radio. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcast. Give us some feedback. Good, honest, terrible, doesn't matter. Also, follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Razor Riffs. I am also on Stereo if you would like to chat with me there. www.stereo.com slash Keith and on Cameo, www.cameo.com slash Keith If you enjoyed the show, please send us a donation on the Anchor app. We really do appreciate it, and we'll rift with you again soon.